You know, I always say that email opt-ins are way more important than downloads in the podcast world. But the real question is, what should you be doing once you get an email address? Now, the answer to that question is a real problem for most podcasters. So guess what? That's what we're talking about today. Stay tuned. So the real question is this. How can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following, and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there, this is Christy Hostler, and I'm the founder of Team Podcast, and I'm your host here at the Podcast Monetization Secrets Podcast, and I just want to welcome you and let you know that I'm glad you found your way here because if you're looking to monetize your podcast, this is exactly where you need to be to find out the best ways for you to get your podcast, making you money and giving you the lifestyle freedom that you crave. Now, I don't know if you know me or not, but I teach podcasters like you how to monetize their podcast and how to break free from giving away your content. It's a terrible syndrome that I call free content creation mode. I do not want you stuck there. So go ahead and subscribe to the show, whatever platform you're listening on. And then if you need any help with your podcast, teampodcast.com is where you need to go to find out all the latest monetization secrets. And even if you need help with your podcast production or maybe building funnels for your podcast, um, my team and I are there waiting to help you. So Let's talk about this problem that we all have, and I'm including myself in it. So as I've been lately pivoting Team Podcast more toward helping podcasters monetize their show through the evergreen sales funnels, the problem has become even more glaring. And this problem is that once you get an email opt-in, you get them on your list and you can say, I have a list of X number of names you don't really know what to do with your email list. And so you're building this list that you don't really know what to do with. Now, for the diehard marketers, this is kind of an unbelievable problem. But to the average business owner or the average podcaster, it's a huge gaping hole in our strategy. Now, I'll tell you some stories of some podcasters I've been talking to lately and what, what I'm finding with them. But there's a few root problems that I believe, knowing from my experience and probably your experience, that is causing this problem. And the first root cause is that we're already so stretched with running our businesses and creating content for our podcasts that this whole email list thing feels like another place where you need to be creating let's just say more free content. And it's hard to think about spending more time to create content to send it out to an email list, especially if you don't really know if they're going to open it and read it and consume it. I mean, if you're like me, and you're like other people, you're probably already behind just creating the content for your podcast. And so 
adding another thing to that is just tipping the scale in a way that is overwhelming. So that's the first problem. Now, the second problem is that there could be a technology barrier. And I, again, I understand this because everything I've learned about how to accomplish these things, I've had to teach myself. And as a DIYer to a fault, um, I have wasted more time with things that didn't work and trying to learn programs that was just not the right ones for me. And so we've either got our systems duct taped together, trying to function as a cohesive machine that is really broken in a lot of different places, or maybe you don't even know what technology to switch to that would actually solve this problem without creating a huge learning curve for you. I get it. I have been there. I have, I mean, it's funny when I think about myself and my whole online business journey, I didn't know how to build a website. I didn't know how to set up an email list. I didn't know the difference between the types of companies you buy a domain from versus why do I need a website host? And so even then, whenever it came to websites, I didn't know what's a WordPress, what's a Squarespace. There was no Squarespace in Wix when I started, but it was what's the difference in WordCast, uh, WordPress.com versus WordPress.org and which one's right and which one's wrong. Then it was all about the emails. Like what is the difference between MailChimp and AWeber and all these other things. And so it was like all of these software pieces that you had to connect together to figure out how to get one cohesive plan to just execute sending out regular email broadcasts. And so it I understand the technology and the uh, learning curve that you are taking on every time you do a new piece of software. And if you're like me, I probably have a closet full of software that I have bought access to at some point in time and never used. And I might still be paying for some of those. If you looked at my AppSumo account, you would probably be shocked. And sometimes I have to look at my AppSumo account because I'm like, I think I bought something like this before. Let me see if I did before I go buy it again. So I understand the problem. The third reason that I think we're not engaging with our email list is because we have a resource issue. And whether that resource is that we don't have a team member to take over the task of email marketing or maybe because you haven't made the financial investment in the systems that it would take to actually help automate this process. And I will tell you, and from my own personal experience, it is becoming one of the most high priorities on my list of investments that I'm needing to make as a company to um, make that investment in my email list. If I make the investment in keeping my email list engaged and ready to hear from me, It is going to be one of the most business changing investments that I will ever make. Now, if you're subscribed to an email list and the list owner is active and sending out interesting content and even compelling offers and they're doing it with a regular frequency and like clockwork, you're getting emails. I can guarantee you that that business owner has helped making that happen. 
One of the things that I do is as a person who likes to what we call um, funnel hack, marketing hack, or what whatever you want to call it, I like to subscribe to a lot of people's lists so that I can see what they're doing in the world. But what I do is I subscribe, I have a special email that I subscribe to on those lists. And then I go in, in my Gmail and create filters for each one of those marketers. So I've got a whole folder full of all the top marketers that I want to be on their list for. And I want to be on their list sometimes because I'm interested in their content, but other times because I'm wanting to see what they're doing in their niche because they might have ideas I can borrow. And so I filter all of those emails into a specific folder. So if I want to see what Tim Ferriss is doing lately with his marketing, I can go in and look and I can pull up all of his emails and I can see if he has a campaign going. I can see how frequently he emails. I can see what time of day the emails come in. So it allows me to sort of create my own database of marketing and marketers right there within my email. So I want to subscribe to people and I want to see who's doing what. If I have a person on that list inside that folder in Gmail and I see no new emails coming in, something's going on with them. Because if you are regularly marketing, you're going to have to be sending out emails. And if you want to get the most out of your business asset that is your email list, you have to have regular frequent contact with them. I see this all the time and I I see it every week when I talk to podcasters that it's an issue and it's a problem that we've got to get our handle on as soon as possible because if you can't handle it and get it fixed when your list is bigger, as your list grows, it becomes a bigger problem. And if you get systems in place that allow you to go ahead and segment and email people appropriately um, from based on where they came into your list as a contact or based on what their interests are, the easier it is to set up systems down the road to have a really smart email marketing system. But if you're just putting everybody into one list and you go in and you look at your list and you're like, whoo, good, I have a thousand people on my list and you don't know where they came from, you don't know how they got on your list, you don't know how you met them, you don't know any of those things and you begin adding more people to it, now you're just making this big wad of people. And so when you send offers to them, you have no idea how to segment them. You have no idea what their interests are. You have no idea if they took you up on this lead magnet or that lead magnet or they here because they came in your Facebook group. You don't know. And it only makes it harder to then go back and apply segmentation. I would much rather as a marketer, apply segmentation to an email list that has 100 people and then set it up, set up each lead magnet and each new thing that we're throwing out with specific tags and specific segmentation so that everyone that comes in that list is appropriately marked than having to go back through 100,000 or even 10,000 name email list and trying to segment them out based on who knows what criteria. So the more you fix the problem now, the more you'll save yourself heartache and struggle later on. Now, I've got several new clients that we're actually doing podcast production for and we're building marketing funnels for. And these are the clients that I love because 
I hate to say it, as much as I love talking about podcasting, I could geek out on the marketing aspect and the funnel building aspect on this even more than uh, than more than I talk about podcasting. So it's it's really crazy. I have sort of a two track brain when it comes to these kind of things. But whenever I'm talking to these new clients, universally, I have found that they have the same problem too, and they're all saying. Basically, my back end, which is what I'm calling sort of like the follow up, the email follow up and the systems and the nurturing and the engagement and all the things that need to go on afterwards is a hot mess. Like they know it's lacking. They know it's a gaping hole in their business. And you know what? Some of them have it recognize it's a whole when they have a thousand people on their list, but other people have tens of thousands of people on their list and they are still having this gaping hole. They can't get it together. So um, part of the problem is they had no process in place to regularly email interesting content out to their email list. And so it doesn't really matter if your list is 100 people or 100,000 people. If they opt into your email list and they never hear from you again, they're virtually worthless. So I don't know about you, but if it was in dollar amounts, I would much rather, um, let's see, learn a lesson or lose $1,000 than learn a lesson and lose $10,000, right? That's what I compare this to. Because as you know, if you are a really bad marketer, you should be able to get $1 a month for every email name on your, every email on your email list. So if you have a 12,000 name email list, you should be making $12,000 a month from just from your email list. And that's if you're really bad at marketing. If you're better at marketing and better at making offers, you could really increase that exponentially. So if we want to be successful in the marketing aspect of podcasting, we are going to have to solve this problem. It will be worth it for you as a podcaster and a business owner to throw whatever time or money you have to at this problem to work it out now before you invest more time and money and effort and growing your email list in the future. So if that means you have to take a weekend and you have to go rent a cabin on a lake by yourself with no Wi-Fi connection, and you just take your computer, and you go set up all the systems and the write out the, the emails you need to write out to get a really robust email sequence going, then you need to do that. If you need to lock yourself away and clear your calendar for a day to go figure out what type of content you're sending out on a regular basis to your email list, take the time to do this. Now, in these next few episodes, this is kind of starting this whole series on email marketing that I'm going to do, but I'm going to work along with you because I've got to solve this problem for my business. And while I'm solving it for myself, I'm going to show you how you can solve it too. So as a sort of baseline foundational principle, let me just make sure that we start at square one. And I want to be really clear about this. You need, as a podcaster, to have multiple ways to capture email addresses of your ideal clients. Let me say that again. You need to have multiple ways to capture email addresses for your ideal clients. If you have one lead magnet that you put or you had your technology person put on your website years ago, 
and you have not updated it and you've not given it any thought and you don't even know if it's a really good lead magnet or even something that people are interested in, then it is time for a refresh. You should have more than one lead magnet. I always compare lead magnets and things like that. They're bait, right? And I love to fish. We go out, we take the boat and go out to the reef and we fish. Sometimes we fish at the reef and sometimes we go offshore. And when we go offshore trolling, we catch different things than we catch at the reef. If we go to the reef fishing, most of the time we're anchoring and we throw out chum and we watch as the yellowtail snapper come up and we watch as some, all these other mutton snapper and even mangrove snapper and all the snappers are there and then occasionally down below the snapper we have grouper and they're just hanging around trolling on the bottom looking for an easy dinner an easy breakfast an easy lunch depending on what time of day it is but when we go offshore trolling we have a different kind of bait. We have different kind of fishing rigs because we're catching bigger fish and we're catching uh, with different bait, some more artificial bait, but there's a whole different method used for each type of fishing. And it's the same thing with your lead magnet. You're going to need different types of bait to, to catch different types of fish for your email list. So I'm not sure if you're aware, but it's funny, the more I get into the deeper things and the deeper levels of marketing that my masterminds are working with me on, and there are some very high-powered masterminds for this kind of stuff. So just understand that there's, if you're at the beginning stages, there's never a time you're going to run out of new learning <laughs> to to acquire in as far as marketing goes. But do you realize that right now, like especially right now, all over the world, there are events, and, and now they're mainly virtual events, that are being planned and produced for the sole purpose of data acquisition. So what I'm saying to you is there are companies that are spending months of time and thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars to put on an event just so they can get an email address from the attendees. And if you and I are spending months of our lives and tens of thousands of dollars to put on some kind of event just for the sake of getting email opt-ins, don't you think we should also have an airtight plan for what happens once that they get on the list? We absolutely would. There's no reason we would go through all that time and trouble if we didn't have an airtight plan. But for you, scale it down. You're spending a significant chunk of your time and portion of your money figuring out what type of bait to put out there for your ideal client. Now, even if you're, whether you're fishing or whether you're fishing for clients, like we always have a hierarchy of like sort of like what, what we know is <laughs> for fishing, it's what we know is good to eat, right? I would rather eat a mutton snapper <laughs> than I would a yellowtail snapper, but I would actually rather eat a hogfish than a yellowtail snapper. The difference is known to the people that regularly fish, right? It's the same the same way I would rather uh, catch a wahoo than a mahi-mahi. I love them both, and I will have my freezer packed full with both if I can catch them. But there is a hierarchy, and there's a little more rarity with some types of fish than the others. Same thing with you. 
your email list is you throwing out different kinds of bait. And to not put any thought and not put any time into it is absolutely mind-boggling as a business owner. So this week, my plea to you is to figure out how to get more people opting into your email list. It may be that you need to create a juicier, sexier giveaway to get them there. Like, what is the biggest thing you can think of that you can give away free to get people on your email list? And I'm not talking about anything that involves your time. So please don't trade your time for an email list. You need to think of your time is higher up the food chain. But is there a, you know, is there something that you would normally charge a certain amount of money that you could give away a portion of it for free? Like what is the craziest, sexiest, juiciest offer you can make to begin getting people on your email list? Think about that. Turn it inside out. Figure out like what are the big, reverse engineer it. What are the biggest problems your niche has? And then how can you solve them? If you don't know what the biggest problems are, Google is your friend, right? So you want to have multiple ways for people to get on your email list. The last thing you want is to only have the same lead magnet that you created in 2016 when you set up your website and you put it on your website and you say, oh, opt in and get this. Or even worse, you don't even have a lead magnet, but you say to people, sign up for my newsletter. Here's the opt in. And when I ask you, what do you put in your newsletter? You say, I don't have to do anything yet because I don't have anyone signed up for it. But if I have someone sign up for it, then I'll begin creating it. Listen, I know I've been there. We've all been there. Okay, these are common, common problems. And we're all making that we've all made the same mistakes, you know, some of us are currently making them, some of us are trying to fix them. So for this week's framework for growing your email list is number one, create at least three viable ways people can get on your email list. It could be that you need to create three different email magnets and uh, lead magnets and you need to test them to see which one converts better. Now, for me, I have a free lead magnet and I actually run ads to for opt-ins. I also have people that get on my list when they schedule a free consultation with me for podcast production. And I have ads that run for specifically podcast production type keywords on Google ads. And so I get people opting into my email list that way. Um, and then I also have it set up so that I have email capture for as many of my private Facebook group members as possible. So if those are those are very basic things, that's nothing next level about any of that. But if you've got holes in the things that you're doing, like if you're getting people to sign up for free consultations or any sort of coaching for you and you're not putting them into a special segmented email list, you need to be. If you've got a Facebook group that you're creating for your platform and you don't have one of the three questions asking what email, what is your email address, then you're missing a huge opportunity. And even if you do have that question set up, you need to know that unless you have some kind of special software to capture the data of that person before you approve them 
on your Facebook group, you'll never see that again. So there are tools and I'm, I'm in the process of creating a huge resource page for all of my best podcast tools. And I will tell you what I use with that um, to get that done as well, because I don't have the time to go and do all of that individually. So I want a little bit of automation. Take the automation when you can. It is your friend. So number one, create three viable ways to get people on your email list and potentially from three different channels. I have some coming from Facebook ads. I have some coming from Google ads and I have some coming from my Facebook group. Those are my three methods. I need more more than that, but those are the three I've started out with. Also, number two, create multiple lead magnets to see which offer you throw out there, which bait you're putting out there catches more people. Now, it's the same thing with fishing. If I go fishing and I am in the middle of the mutton snapper spawn and I know that by putting live shrimp on the line, I can catch a big, beautiful mutton snapper, which is sort of the premium, premium, premium snapper, then if I want to be most effective with my fishing trip, I'm going to use that kind of bait to catch that kind of fish. But at the same time, if I ignore it and I just think, oh, well, the chum is going to be enough and then I'll just use some cut up ballyhoo or bonita or some other kind of fish that's a lower quality fish that maybe the fish don't even prefer as much, then I'm only going to get the most opportunistic fish that's going to come and take my bait because it's not the ideal match. So what can you do to create multiple lead magnets as a test to see which converts better. And then when you have a winner, what do you need to do? That's when you need to drive the one you need to drive traffic to. Because if I have a lead magnet that converts at 20% and I have one that converts at 10%, I need to get as much traffic as I can to the 20% one and kill the 10% one, right? So um, let me tell you about, I have a, a client that was, we've been working on growing his email list. He started, he's about six months into his podcast journey. He launched about six months ago and he had zero email list and, you know, didn't really need one for his business. So the interesting thing is he created a free lead magnet. I made him create a free lead magnet when we started to begin getting email opt-ins and he got a few. But it kind of felt like he kind of felt like he was, you know, it's like he kept promoting it, kept promoting it, kept promoting it. And he might have, you know, 16 people on his email list. And he really wanted to turbocharge what he was doing for his email capture because eventually he's got a product that he's creating that he's going to be able to go and sell to all the people that are on his email list. So the bigger he can make his email list ahead of time, the easier the sales job is going to be for the product he's creating. See, there's a strategy to this. So. What he did is he decided to ramp up some things and he decided he was going to create a free mini webinar for his niche, specifically talking about their biggest problems. And he began running Facebook ads to the free webinar. And once he did that, his email list exploded. He told me this week he has uh, now crossed the 250 email list threshold for starting from zero. Now, he started from zero six months ago, but he was like zero to 100 for like the first, you know, five months. And then in the last month after he began running these ads and converting, and I think he also told me that he's paying about 29 cents a lead 
to get conversions on his email list with his Facebook ads. So that was obviously his niche speaking to him. What he's doing with the ad and the, the webinar is outperforming anything he's ever done. So obviously he wants to do more of that. Could it be optimized and tweaked? And I'm sure he'll keep working on that kind of stuff. Yeah, anything we put out there can always be optimized and tweaked. So he'll keep doing that to drive that capture rate and that conversion rate higher. The third thing that I want you to do this week. So the first thing I want you to do is create three viable ways for people to get on your email list. The second thing I want you to do is to create multiple lead magnets so you can test them against each other to see which ones convert better. And if you don't know which multiple ones to create, take the top three issues or problems that you know your niche has, create a, a resource that will help them with that problem and put it out there to the market and test it and see which the, the market tells you is most valuable to them. The third way is I want you to begin thinking outside the box about ways to make some of what you normally give away as free content a way to capture even more emails. So could there be a podcast that you record with a big person or a big influencer in your niche that you only give away as an email download? Maybe you don't even put it in your podcast feed, like you don't launch it as a normal opt-in. I mean, as a normal podcast, you only launch it as an opt-in. You're already doing podcast interviews probably. So why not go ahead and take one that you feel like is the most highly valued and would be highly prized by your audience and hold it back and get an email address in exchange for it? Could you give access to something that you're already doing behind the scenes to those people who give you their email? Maybe there are some resources or videos or tools of the trade for your niche that you could show them how to use that would be worth giving you their email for? Are there things that you're already doing in your regular business that you could just document and then begin leveraging those to grow your email list? I have a client that is taking a lot of advice and really trying to grow her email list, but she's also trying to grow her Facebook group. And so she knows that by growing her Facebook group, she's also going to grow her email list because she's capturing emails from her Facebook group. But one of the things she did this week is she went through a whole list of resources and tools that she uses in her business. But she took one of them and said, the most highly prized or my favorite tool I'm only going to tell the people about in my Facebook group. My Facebook group is free to join. So come over there and join us and you can hear my favorite tool. And then she created a separate piece of content that she only released in her Facebook group. She was already creating the podcast anyway. So she just took a little time to format it slightly differently and she leveraged it in a different way. So the more you can take things that you're already doing every single week in your business and leverage them in a different way, then suddenly you can turn on the spigot for your email captures. So next week, we're going to begin laying down a tried and true framework for establishing regular contact with your email list. I'll be honest with you. 
that is the point in time that imposter syndrome kicks in. That is the point in time that people have the opportunity to reject you. And when you see an unsubscribe or when you see some other thing that's not going right on your reporting from a campaign, that's whenever all the doubts kick in. So this is going to be a sort of a journey of mindset as well as executing tried and, tr and proven strategies for establishing an email list that is loving your content and engaged with you. And I will tell you that the more you have that, the more valuable your email list is. So stay tuned for those in the coming weeks because that's where we begin next week. But this week, you got to get these three things down. Create three ways people can get on your email list. Create multiple lead magnets to see which offer converts better. And then begin thinking outside the box for some ways that you are normally creating free content, but could you break off a piece of that and hold it back hostage for ransom of an email address? Okay, that's what I want you to do. Now, in the meantime, I am so excited to announce that we are having the first ever podcast monetization summit. It's a virtual summit, October 15th through the 17th all virtual, completely focused on just monetizing your podcast. And it's going to allow you to hear exactly how other successful podcasters are making a living from their podcast. I see it all the time in Facebook groups. People ask, okay, so someone tell me who is actually making a living from your podcast in here? And people pipe up and they say, and does it ever solve anything? Does it ever help that person? Maybe they just need to know that there are people that make a living off of podcasting. There are plenty of people that make a living off of podcasting, and you should be one of them, too, if you're putting in the time and effort to build a podcast. So it's going to be three days that are jam-packed with monetization plans and ideas that you can implement in your own podcast. And then it's also going to give you some potentially accountability resources that you might need to sort of keep you on track with that. So there's a lot that's going to come out of this, but it's completely focused on podcast monetization. We're not talking about what hosting service you should use. We're not talking about what microphone you should use. We're not talking about what day of the week you should release your podcast. You know, let's face it. If we as podcasters don't get better at monetizing our shows, and if we don't turn the monetization frameworks that we know from an art into a science, then podcasting is going to be reduced to the status of the next get rich quick scheme. And I don't like that. So there are so many people out there that think I can launch a podcast and I hope I can monetize it. I would love to monetize it, but we want to take it from a hope and a dream to actually a proven strategic framework that is like clockwork, you can implement it. And 100% of the time, you will end up with monetization. That's when you get that data predictability that becomes a science. So that's what we're doing October 15th through the 17th. You're going to want to join us and stay tuned in the coming weeks as we begin to announce the speakers because it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see how many different ways we present to you um, that people have chosen to monetize their podcast and some of the best ones monetize it in multiple ways because you want multiple streams of income. Trust me, those podcasters that have only monetized through sponsorships and then COVID came and their sponsors pulled back all the money, they're wishing they had some courses and some consulting and some other things that they were doing. 
right? So multiple ways to rev, uh, to to monetize your podcast is actually the key to making it sort of bulletproof, recession proof, pandemic proof, whatever you want to call it. So until then, you want to connect with me, you can join our private Facebook group called the Podcast Monetization Secrets Group over on Facebook. And if you need help with the podcast production or even monetization of your podcast, you can go to teampodcast.com and schedule some time there to chat with me. So I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.